So I'm sure it's a all-around circle jerk of fucking capitalism, no doubt. Women can't, women can't, women can't, women can't parlay. Our ladies, yeah. Y'all ready to stop? No. Y'all want to know why? Why? Because it's time to podcast. Oh, come on. Why is that? I don't know that. I love you don't that know the so Space Jam opener song? You do. Oh, you know it. So impressed. No, I know. Probably if it played, I would know, but. Uh, this is Women Can't Parlay before we forget. Yeah. Hi, guys. We back. Stop ourselves before God. we uh, fuck up shit already. Completely spiral out of control. Speaking of things. Sorry. I don't know what my face just looked like, and I don't know what this account is, but they just said, hey, follow us back so we can send a DM. Hopefully they want to advertise with us because this episode is brought to you by no one. So please (laughs) give us your money so we can advertise it right here. Yeah, we'll do it. We have so many followers. (laughs) Hey, we do. We have such a, we have a loyal fan base. We have very loyal fans. We have a loyal listener base. We do. They come back every week, and that's what's important. Yeah, it, it truly is. Yes. At least all the stuff that I read says that. <laughs> do we have really any idea? No. No. That's probably <laughs> just to make me feel better. Okay, I'm putting my phone yeah. like way the fuck over here so I don't look at it. I will too, but I'm here to tell you, holy shit. I just opened Instagram to see something. And the video is of this chick running up to this cinder block wall and pushing a bear over the side of it. I saw that earlier today. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm an animal lover, specifically a dog lover, but I'm also here to tell you if there's a bear and- I'm like all dogs for themselves. Sorry. Yeah. I'm like, goodbye. I'm Fred Flintstoning the fuck out of there. Yeah, no shit. Like, see ya. Uh, But anyway, we're not a dog podcast. We're a sports gambling podcast when we sometimes (laughs) don't talk about sports or gambling. Anyway, anyway. Moving on. Um, Okay. We said we're women can't parlay. Check. I'm Jess. I'm Rainy. Check. This is episode 31. Check. On June 1st. Yes, this is June 1st when we're recording. I don't think we really ever say that, but we probably should because people probably think we're crazy half the time. I don't know what else I was going to... Oh, please give us a follow at Women Can't Parlay, Twitter, Instagram. Find us on Apple. Hit the five-star button. Type us up a nice review. Five stars only. (laughs) Follow us on Spotify. Am I missing anything? Um, No, I was going to say... Segue could have been if we would ever talk about this before we actually start, but nope. It is June 1st, which means we're officially 100 days out from 2021 NFL football season. Motherfuckers. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. I'm pumped. 100 days. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah. So I was watching something the other day. I can't remember what it was. And in the background, it was the Sunday night football song. But yeah, I just really happy. Gives the feels. I know. I'm pumped. Yes, Super yes, pumped. yes. That's all I got about June 1st, though. I mean, I guess technically, like, summer is upon us, right? Oh, yeah. It's fully here. I'm sad on Memorial Like, at least the weather for me on Memorial Day, like, weekend wasn't the greatest. But I feel like I can already tell this is going to be, like, such a bouncy episode because I cannot stay focused to save my life. 
So yeah, we're just going to try. We're going to give it our all. We're going to give it our best. We'll see how Good. it goes. Let's do it. Um, first up, baseball. Have you seen my baseball? <laughs> I, I knew that was coming. I can't help it. It's like, it's like every time. It's just like an automatic Which response. I'm super sad because at the beginning of the season, you and I said, we'll go to Houston, go to an Astros range oh, yeah. game, and then you'll come here, vice versa. And I think we've missed two oh. of their series now. And I'm like, I don't even know how many are left, but we still need to try to do that. Because I would really like to go to the new stadium. So don't hate me, but I'm actually going to next Wednesday's game in Arlington. What? <laughs> it's a what 1 p.m. game. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's a 1 p.m. game and it's team building. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, well, that's different if it's going to be for work. But I'm like, why are you going to be in town? No, I would never go. I would never go in a million planets without you okay for work yeah absolutely not are you gonna be in town oh next one's oh yeah got it okay yeah well i mean should i take off thursday and meet you out after or you know you're gonna be with work people so well it'll be wednesday so it's like a 1 p.m game wednesday i'm so jealous i'm so sad though i'm not gonna be there with you I know. Me too. <laughs> okay. Anyway, baseball. Baseball. Oh, Let's do it. Fucking 79 tangents. Okay. Oh, so I had to add this to the docket because last week, the most crazy play ever was, happened. So and good. I'm still so confused about it, but uh, it was the Cubs versus the Pirates. The guy, so the Cubs player um, was at bat, Javier Baez. He's actually kind of known for crazy plays like this. So I don't know what this guy's deal is. Must put people under a trance of some sort. I really don't know. Um, He's at bat. And actually, it's relevant to the story right before this. Fuck, his name is blanking on me. But another Cub like was on first and stole second while this guy, while Baez is batting, which you don't really hear about when you watch the video. So that puts him on second. Baez hits it, line drive to third, starts running to first. The guy on third throws it to first and kind of bad throw like it's a little bit inward so he kind of has to move forward a little bit to catch it and for whatever reason I don't know what like it's so crazy to me because I'm like was this just a plan that he had or did they just weirdly do this and like it worked out but Baez starts heading back to home plate yeah because he's like like he was getting in a pickle but it was like instead of like the opposite direction so like people aren't used to seeing that shit no one is because this never fucking happened before (laughs) that i'm aware of so he starts heading back to home plate and everyone just like freaks out and no one knows what to do because that's never happened before and at this time the second base got runner ends up rounding third so they end up at home plate the first baseman runs him down all he really had to do well all he needed to do was tag first base. Well, yeah, from the beginning, all he needed to do was tag first base. Like, with that's his foot, that's it. He's out. And he chases him down the first baseline, back to home plate. And even then, when he, like, ran out of room and could have just tagged him, I think because that second base runner now was running home, yeah. and I think he saw him coming in, so he, like, tosses it to the catcher. Yeah, The catcher tries to get third base runner to home out, Misses that tag. So then Baez just fucking runs to first. first And they try to throw it to who's covering first, the second baseman that's covering first at this point, overthrew it. And then Baez ends up stealing fucking second. So I feel like I'm in. It should have been 
yeah, no, it should it should have been minimum one out. Which how many outs were there at that moment? Two, remember? two. Yeah, he it turned into a double and an RBI. Like right. he should have been out on first, which means that run scored wouldn't have scored. Yes, and yeah. Had they just tagged the base, regardless of what the runner. I'm wondering, like, I almost just wanted to call Ryan to get his take. So because... I was gonna ask. Okay, I forgot about Ryan. Shit, I was actually gonna say like we need to call a baseball correspondent because here's what I don't understand. Yeah, everyone keeps freaking out about the fact that there were two outs and they're like all he had to do was tag the plate and i'm like i don't get that well because it's a first it's It's a a first base like it's a forced run no matter what so in any situation he all he had to do was touch the base i'm like maybe am i like missing something He may not answer, but I'll call him. Okay, let's call Ryan. Let's see if we can get him on the horn. I love how we're already doing this. I mean, technically 49 minutes in, but like five minutes in. I know. It's our new thing. Hi, you've reached Ryan. Unfortunately, I... Oh, shoot. It's a hockey day. Oh, damn. I bet he's hockeying. Probably. We'll see. We'll see if Ryan calls back and answers. But um, I mean, to me, that's what I thought the whole time, too. Like, he should have just tagged first base but I also understand him being like he probably thought he was going to catch him like how would you not and in any other play if there wasn't a runner on third rounding running home I don't think that would have worked out like I think it was just to me it was like a perfect whatever of events that just like it was a mind fuck is what it was and the thing about it is that I love is that baseball has become very robotic in a sense And I think that's something that players should think about is just like completely throwing people for a loop because like you have to react in that moment specifically in baseball. And if they can't get their mind around what you're doing, it will fuck them up. Yeah. We're going to have to do like pull out some rookie of the year stuff, like some, and I think it just brings a level of excitement to the game that like baseball kind of almost Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not hating on baseball. I love baseball, but there is a level of just like synchronicity of it. And like, just, yeah, there's a lot of time allowed for like lulls, meaning like basketball, you have, you have a very small court and you're back and forth constantly. Like you have a shot clock, you have a timed possession clock. Like you don't have just like time to wait, like baseball an inning could last two and a half minutes. It could also last an hour. So um, but yeah. yeah, totally agree. Uh, players fucking with other players' heads a little bit because they're so trained to be instinctive. Any weird change sort of fucks with people's heads. Yeah, it heads. can totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, let's bring trick plays, if you will. Yeah. Well, and to add where my confusion is, just to clear up, is not, you know, and obviously, like, yes instinctually you're like why didn't he just touch the bag like he would have been out but because all of twitter erupted and they're like but there were two outs there were two outs and i'm just not really wrapping my head around like why that matters yeah if you touch the bag whether there's one out two outs zero outs whatever i mean it's well, a force it's, it's a force and i think that had it been one out and they threw it to first and that other runner got home yeah. He's still been safe. I just think it was one of those weird plays that will never happen again because. No. You can't because of where the. That. He made a split second decision to like tag that guy. And then that was the only thing going through his mind. Yeah. And then the rest of it just like fell into place yeah. and it'll never happen again. Okay. Well, <coughs> we'll move well, on. We'll see if we have any of our correspondents chime in. Anyway, next up, we're going to actually talk about tennis, even more crazy. Yes. Um, So I think by now, most people have probably heard about Naomi Osaka's 
She leading up to the French Open announced that she would not be participating in any media interviews during the tournament as she's found that it's really impacting her mental health. She suffers from severe anxiety, severe depression, and I and it's causing like almost a severe exhaustion, not only mentally but physically for her. It's my understanding that she had met and offered to speak with the media, like following what whatever would have been her final exit from the match, whenever that may be, mm-hmm. like whether she was out early or won the match that she had all intentions of doing all the press that she, you know, needed to do at that time, but yeah. just asked that she not have to do it in between like pre and post leading up. Yeah. 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 That I guess it, it's really like not only impacting her mental health, but impacting her game from what I yeah. understand. Yeah. Fair. Exactly. So after missing her first scheduled interview, she was fined $15,000 and then also threats then were made to expel her from the tournament altogether. From that, she ended up just herself personally withdrawing from the tournament even though she's currently ranked number two in the world. Initially, I saw like the French Open organization posted some rather like ignorant posts reacting to this. Yeah. It was like post of four athletes having their interviews and the caption was, quote unquote, they understood the assignment. And I'm like, okay, first off, fuck you. Like, that. Yeah, I'm like, ahem, a go, a fuck, a yourself. Yeah, which of course, that's now been taken down. And it also sounds like the leaders of the major tournaments have now met and come out with a statement saying they want to figure out how to Yeah, they're supporting her. Yeah, accommodate yeah. for this. But, and I don't, I get a little hairy on what was the French Open organization specifically and what wasn't, but will the same people coming out with that statement now are the same people who threatened to expel her from the tournament altogether. So, well, oh, so how I understood it is like the French Open people, because so, and here's, ugh. Because how many like grand slams are they? Isn't that what they're called? Like the committees, the big like four? Four. Well, either way, it doesn't matter. From what I understood, the French Open kind of had their, or they when they finally made their verbal statement of like, you know, basically supporting her. But it, I think that didn't come until after the other major ones came out, like the U.S. Open, basically saying like, we, you know, support her and want to do what we can to help this situation or talk about the situation or whatever. I think they came around, but it, I do think that they thought, which is wild to me. Oh, did you think that, especially in 2021, that you were going to be able to put something out like that and not get like scrutinized to the nth degree? Right. Like, As they should. What the fuck? Yeah. That's just like, this is exactly what happened last year when, or was it last year? Yeah, the beginning of last year, when Dak Prescott spoke out about mental health awareness and suicide and blah, blah, blah. And he caught so much shit. And I'm just like, well, he caught Bayless. I mean, not to get back on that, but like, it wasn't just skip Bayless. I feel like skip was like the most outspoken one. And everybody was like, fuck you, skip Bayless. Yeah. Can we just cancel him already? I have many times, but yeah. Well, he's canceled for me. I don't understand the, like the media, that type of, yeah, like with athletics, like I don't understand those contracts and what goes into it, but I just never imagined that it was like, okay, you don't want to do this. It's $15,000. How much did, uh, <laughs> how many times did Marshawn Lynch get fined? Yeah. Then? Well, that's the infamous, that's the infamous like thing that everyone references. Right. Cause he was like, I'm just here. So I don't get fined. So we know yeah. there's like this mechanical revenue stream. And I don't even know 
maybe revenue streams a bad word. I don't know the ins and outs. Like you said, I, I think it stemmed from a day when media coverage was so important to the sport itself to grow the sport and to get people attracted to the sport that it started to become this machine of yeah. these players. They have to do this and it's part of the game. And I think that there is an obligation there a little bit so I can understand to some degree of needing to be involved in certain aspects of that. However, for them to be struggling like mentally, physically, and then for them to be fined, punished for it is a whole nother ball. I don't, yeah. We've taken an interesting turn. Obviously the world has shifted and we saw this a lot and talked about this a lot in like our college discussion, like with the name image likeness stuff. The world is different now. Media is completely different now. The media has shifted into the player's hands. They can report and say things and do things with their very own cell phone. And I think that's what's important to like remember as a whole. And I think what like sports media and like these media outlets need to like stay, take a step back and look at is that they kind of control the narrative now. So, and they can, just like Naomi, she's like, oh, okay, you're going to find me. You're going to expel me. Guess what? I'll just leave the tournament. And when the athletes start leaving the tournament, you don't have shit. So, I mean, I love that she's kind of taking that stance. And I think we're going to see this. I think we're going to continue to see this happen. And I think players are going to continue to start taking like much larger stances on things and like kind of take back control because there's just this like fishbowl mentality of athletes right it's like yeah perform for me entertain me you're you're not a human you're an athlete you know like i need you you know the puppet string situation right yeah well and like but it's something that we've created as a society right Absolutely. like we pay these athletes so much money and then that's when everyone's like well we pay you all this money you have to do this and right. i have always said i have a problem with that because i'm like we decided we wanted to pay, make them superstars. And now yeah. we're, we're also trying to, like you said, puppet master them to do whatever we want. Like just because they make a shit ton of money because we decided this is the entertainment we like, then yeah. it's their fault. Exactly. I'm sorry. They busted their ass their entire life to become a freaking like prima athlete. And yeah. like, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I, I am interested to know the rules and I'm, and I understand that this is probably been something that's always been written into contracts and whatnot. It's just honestly something I don't understand because to me as the athlete, okay, if I don't want to talk to people after my game, I shouldn't have to talk to people. Like that's my own self being like, that's not me being an asshole. That's not me being cocky. That's just, if I have social anxiety, well, like, so specifically for this, if I have social anxiety that triggers depression, that triggers all this, uh, this other mental health stuff. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm not going to do that because that's going to affect my game. Then that's my choice. And if that makes me less popular, then that's on me. If I sell less, you know, shoes or get less sponsorships and that's on me. Exactly. I don't understand why always it's been this way or why it has to continue to be this way to where they're forced to do a certain amount of media things or get fined or have to withdraw or get kicked out. Somebody please enlighten me. Yeah. And I'm happy to have the conversation. I just, for me, don't understand it. No. And that's kind of what I was saying too. Like, I think at one point in time, years ago, there was a necessity behind it to a degree because sure. they, people wanted to hear from the players. They wanted to talk. Well, we to didn't have players. social media. Right. We didn't that's what have, I'm saying. Yeah. But we live in a different world now where it's completely shifted. People don't necessarily like watch these interviews anymore, except for when the players like buck up and get smart alecky 
or the media representative does it to them. Those are the only ones that really like go viral and people like tend to watch. The players themselves can talk to their fans directly from their cell phones. They don't need media like interfering and like causing them duress. Like it's just not necessary. I think it's going to cause this to kind of snowball and like maybe hopefully change that to a more acceptable form because the media is just crazy. It's like validated paparazzi is what they are. Yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate. So it's, well, but we I can't take doing... away from we can't take away from, for example, the French Open. Like it's not just the media in that sense. Like it's right. that organization saying, "Well, you have to do this," right? Because like they're not the media people. So like, there's more than just the media that should be at like yeah. fault here. Well, and I think there's a lot to it that, like we're saying, we don't understand, and I'm sure yeah. it's very multi-level, like deep rooted, and I think it has to do with like partnerships between the media and the French Open oh. and. And yes, it's about growing the sport, growing the game, and then certain people wanting intel and blah, blah, blah. So I'm sure it's a all around circle jerk of fucking capitalism, no doubt. But we're getting to a place where she can say, you know what, I'm going to not support this. And I'm going to, I'm going to choose my health over this, which she should. And still be able to play the game that she's busted her ass to be at for so long. And also... Why can't there be, because that was one of the things that is blocking my mind too, of like, I get that there's partnerships and I get, you know, going into it, you have to do a certain amount. Like I get that, but why isn't there like more of an incentive program instead of a de-incentivized program where it's like, okay, if you come in, this is what you're getting paid for the tournament if you win, or like, this is what you get or whatever the fuck. But if you do this many, you know, media interactions you get this extra bump in pay or like this and if you don't then you get zero right but you don't get fine 15 grand for well, you don't. And, and i think that's where it gets hairy is again i'm sure it was set right. up many many years ago in a different Agreed. world and i don't know that they're getting necessarily like direct pay from these interviews maybe they are but of course they're always going to want the big star and the big star doesn't necessarily need the money, right? It's yeah. so like, I think that's how it probably started is like, well, how do we get yeah. Jordan, Michael Jordan to do these interviews? Well, it's, an, it's a contract, a contractual obligation between the organization that the media is involved with. And if he doesn't do it, he gets fined. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. We're not going to obviously solve that here. And this is probably like, <laughs> no. This is probably an extreme like comparison or analogy or whatever you want to call it or example. But I'm like, let's say a really famous athlete of top tier all-star has cancer and they like, and this is probably like impossible. But you're saying what's the difference in a physical ailment and a mental Exactly. And I think that's, what's important here is people, it's just another example of people not taking mental illness seriously. Yeah. Like, well, people can see mental illness if they choose to see exactly. it. Exactly. Because it's fucking there. Right. No, <laughs> and when someone's is. telling you, accept right. it. Yeah. So I think this is just, it, it just goes back to people not accepting mental illness and not taking it seriously. Because yeah. I just have to believe that like, if a all-star athlete, you know, had cancer or had a very like physically debilitating, which I mean, mental illness is definitely physically debilitating, but like, you know, a, I don't know what I'm trying to say or how to say it. Yeah. But I'm just using cancer as the example, although that's probably super extreme because if someone had cancer, they probably wouldn't be able to like play yeah. certain sports, but it's just, in a I think, hypothetical world where they could, if someone had cancer and asked to not be interviewed after the game because of that, 
I imagine that there would be no problem excusing it. To me, and this is just like something personally that I've had some experience in is like, if you don't have anxiety, for example, it's almost impossible for you to understand somebody else that does and how they feel because you fortunately enough don't suffer from that. So you can't put yourself in that mind that makes no fucking sense. So I can't imagine having to sit in front of hundreds of media members, cameras flashing at you nonstop for an hour and being asked not only the same fucking question over and over again, but then also expected to deal with their criticisms and deal with them not wanting to hear your answer and then just continuing to repeat a question and then also trying to get a rise out of you so they can go viral at some point. Yeah. Yeah, but then to also be told, if you can't handle that, then you shouldn't be playing this sport. What does that have to do with her ability to play tennis? Yeah. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I think this will further develop. For sure. Definitely support her decision to put herself first. Yeah, me too. put her health first. So, I mean, who can blame someone for doing that? Yeah. All right. Moving on. We're going to talk about, for as much as going on in the news, I feel like it's kind of a slow sports week, mm-hmm. even with the playoffs. But um, I have Aaron Rodgers' vacation on here. Like, he's getting quieter than I do on vacation, which is a lot. <laughs> God. I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard to not include him in our outline every week, and it's, like, most impossible. <laughs> And trust, I have Pete Pants on here too. Because oh, really? <laughs> oh, well, that's a, I'll just tangent quickly to that because this yeah, is what like, I had. Where does in, that fit in? This is what I had stuck in my head earlier because, like, Julio Jones and Aaron Rodgers are right at the cusp of like today's June 1st. So if they were oh. traded up to today, then both the Packers and the Falcons would be fucked, right? right. Like, yeah. cap space wise. So after today, shit might actually start happening. Yeah. So I'm just interested. And then obviously like Julio Jones was in contact with Seattle. So I was like, oh, PD pants, motherfucker. Gotcha. Okay. So that's all that I had in my head. Um, but yeah, so we, like, we, have, we have got to get a Pete pants update. Yeah. I, I, I really need situation. to check out what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. I'll get, on, I'll like, get on the, I'll make a note. It'll heavily come back in the NFL guys. Don't worry. Yeah. Because trust me, his, pants ain't going anywhere yeah i'm here to fucking stay the man's like 75 <laughs> yeah it's only gonna get worse <laughs> um at least at least we need like a like an ombre pick of how his how they've evolved yeah, uh, yeah the evolution of pete pants we have to make that anyway so that was my whole thing i could now i've been singing that stupid song all day just as Petey pants not as PD Pops. But anyway, then that's you know, PD Pablo is like my actual favorite of all time. Oh, I fucking I love PD Pablo. I can rap the entire huh? Oh, no, you can? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can rap the entire song Raise Up. That's like my fucking I mean it's I like, feel my, like this is the first time I'm hearing about this for some That reason. is impossible. <laughs> all right. Well, that's gonna have to happen next yeah. time we're together, live and living color. Okay, done and uh-huh. done. It's but yeah, no. So I was looking at the stupid uh, Aaron Rodgers vacay thing because it like they said he didn't show up for like the team, right? The organized team activities, yeah. Um, which he and has always attended in the past, yeah. Um, instead, he went on a Hawaiian vacation with uh, his fiance, which we know, Shailene Woodley, yep. Miles Teller, and his wife. 
I'm trying really hard, which I don't know why I am actually, but I'm trying really hard to like stop the Aaron Rodgers hate because, because I don't know the guy, honestly, and I shouldn't hate somebody that much, not really giving him a chance. But then he does shit like this where I'm like, love Shailene Woodley, but now I'm second guessing her because she's really good with Miles Teller. That's why this is all a thing. And I get they used to work together a lot, but like he's kind of the Hollywood douchebag. And well, just that article said that we don't know that that's true. And I still refuse to believe that because I love him. I love him too. And I've read multiple articles about that. <laughs> See, I, I, ignore them. I ignore them article. all. There's not one article out there. There's quite a few and I keep only reading half and then getting rid of it because I don't want to hate him too. Yeah. But then when Aaron Rodgers like skips these things that he always goes to, to go on a vacation with his brand new, which girlfriend and fiance within less than a year, right? Like as uh, a within year. like six months, I feel like. Yeah. Which fine. But I'm just saying like, I also feel like Aaron Rodgers is a big boy. Like Miles Teller isn't going to come in and have like bad no, 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 boy no. influence on Aaron oh, Rodgers. Zero percent. Zero percent. What I was the no. NFL last year. Sorry. If that's the way that came across, that's zero percent what I am trying to get at because oh, okay. I don't think anyone's influencing anybody. I just think just when I think Aaron Rodgers isn't a huge douchebag, he goes and hangs out with like another huge douchebag. And I'm like, man, they're just probably feeding off of each other. <laughs> and that's why they get along so well because they're both fucking douchebags. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Got yeah. No, I don't think anyone's definitely not Miles Teller. Like if Miles Teller thinks that he's more popular than Aaron Rodgers, he's got another thing. Coming. Then he is a douchebag. And he is a douchebag that I think confirmed. Confirmed. And I'm on the fence too because he made that like Instagram post where like he and his wife are sitting there with a drink and they're like celebrating getting signed by the Packers. Yeah. And on one hand, I'm like, LOL. But on a much higher hand, I'm like, really, dude? Like, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was that funny. It was like, it's not funny. Know. It's stupid. And I'm like, Aaron Rodgers, you probably took the fucking picture. Why is that yeah. funny? Yeah. Like you're just mocking. Like, trust me, don't give two shits about the Packers. <laughs> But yeah. like, and I guess we can I, maybe confirm now that Shailene's not pregnant. So sorry for that. Remember? <laughs> yeah, we thought, or maybe they did that on purpose because they're assholes and like to spread weird, like, yeah. And then Miles Teller got jumped by two guys in the bathroom on this vacation in the bathroom. And he's catching so much shit from that. He's had to verbally or well, tweet and put out on all his socials. I didn't get beat up. I got jumped in the bathroom by two guys. That's sad. First of all, fuck you people. Leave there was also a rumor up. about him like owing money or something. And those are the guys that jumped him, which I think is a complete rumor. Yeah. I don't Why would they that. be exactly there? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Like guys that you owe money to, like, I mean, I, well, maybe I shouldn't speak for them, but I don't think they're flying to Hawaii to find your ass, they're especially when they're with Aaron fucking Rogers, as if that's some stealth mode situation where they can get away with it. No, every eye is going to be on him. Yeah. No, it's so weird. I'm, I don't know. I mean, I sound very aggressive on the Miles Teller thing, but it's just, it was a, it's a series of events this weekend that I just was like, I don't get this. And then just when I think Aaron Rodgers is turning a corner, I'm like, God, but you kind of (laughs) suck. Yeah, no, it's all story worthy, I guess, in a way, but it's just, it's getting to be more of a, breakdown when it comes to his situation in green bay yeah it sounds like you know green bay is pretty much calling his bluff and like i think i kind of referenced this in a prior podcast but i think they're at this point just banking on the fact that like come game day he's not gonna have the heart to just like not show up and not play yeah 
And I'm kind of with them. Like, Why I'm wouldn't he? With the Packers on this one. It's what's he going to do? Yeah. I mean, they're kind of, they don't really have a choice. They have no, nothing to play here. I mean, if there was going to be a trade, it needed to happen way earlier. So they don't really have, like, this is the only card they have, but I think it's a strong one. Then, you know, we have him going on record saying things like, oh, I love the fans so much. You know, He loves everybody except for, he doesn't mention the front office. Or well, whatever yeah. they're called. But he also like, you know, gave love to Jordan gave love to Jordan Love. Ha ha ha. Yeah, he um, did. He totally did. Yeah, but it's just these are all interesting things for him to be saying right now. It's not gonna help him in the long run if his plan is to just not fucking play. Yeah, there's no way. And again, I don't exactly. maybe because it also brings into conversation like the Deshaun Watson thing, because like he's kind of fucked too. Like the odds makers and stuff that are mm-hmm. already putting odds out right for seasons, they're doing it based off of Tyrod Taylor being the starting quarterback for the Texans. Oh, I'm sure. Why would like, they? But just, it's just, this has been a such a weird year. What is even next year going to be? <laughs> Anyway, we God. will see in a hundred days coming. Yes, in one hundred days and counting. Yes, uh, cannot wait. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. Do you have yeah. any more on Hawaii? Not really. It was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what I know, is this I know. guy doing? I'm so invested <laughs> and also don't care at the same time. It's I know. Very Un- weird. Unfortunately, Aaron MFing Rogers is giving us content. <laughs> I know. I know. But it's funny because I'm like, I am all for the. Green Bay Packward, Packers down roll. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not drunk, They're downward spiral. Let's go. I'm a fan of this. So maybe that's Same. why I'm into it. I don't know. Yeah. Just waiting for it all to implode. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. Somebody proved to me one day that he's not a human piece of garbage. I'm trying. Know. I truly am. A human piece of garbage might be a bit much. I just it is. I don't true. I don't mean that to the nth degree. But yeah, I just don't know what's happening, and I'm really curious because it's Aaron fucking Rodgers. I just think this is wild to see somebody coming out of a season where he was MV fucking P, and he's now like skipping team activities. Like, what <laughs> is happening? It's weird. So it's- that's where my intrigue comes from. Is like, wait, what? And then I'm like, what are the Packers going to do Like, if they don't have him? so <laughs> Yeah, I'm also interested. We but shall see. Knowing the stupid Packers, they would like, he just wouldn't play and sit out. And then Blake Bortles would have like an amazing fucking fire. Oh, yeah. Season. Yeah. God damn. Like, but you know, he'll play for the next like, what is it? 12 years or what is 16, it? Like, 16, 16 is the, the Green Bay curse or whatever yeah. it is. The Green Bay cutoff. Fuck off. So weird. Anyway, moving on. This is not a Green Bay Packers slash Aaron Turns out we don't give a fuck about the Packers, although you probably can't tell. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to go there. Well, while we're on football, I don't know if you saw the shots fired on our Twitter the other day, but I thought it was funny. We had a little friendly fire with old Jump the Sharp. sharp. And um, they had a comedian on their podcast last week. His name is Eric Helwig, and he has a podcast also called Bring in the Backups, where he like interviews and talks about third string quarterbacks. And I listened to a couple episodes. It was pretty good. I really liked the format of it and like the idea of that podcast. Um, And he's pretty funny. Yeah. Friendly fire, I will say. But on the episode, they kind of got to talking about like bandwagon fans, Fairweather fans. And of course, Mm -hmm. the Dallas Cowboys come up. So Jump the Sharp shouted us out, which may have been all in friendly, but they're talking about like Dallas Cowboy bandwagon fans. And I'm like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> I know, but we aren't Dallas Cowboy Fairweather fans. So. No, and that was my point. I was like, listen, uh, I have to clear a few things up here because you're not putting bandwagon and me in the same yeah. sentence. I didn't choose to become a Dallas Cowboy fan. Yeah, I would have been just... cut out of my fucking family if I yeah, liked it's called any... the birthright. <laughs> yeah, like I had no choice in the match. It was the Dallas Cowboys. It was the Dallas Stars. It was the Texas Rangers. And it was the Dallas Mavericks. I have no other options. No, I did. I giggled a little bit, though, because it was like the nicest insult ever. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I came out a little strong. (laughs) No, but that's how we are. That's why. uh, I don't know. I think it's. Well, I just think it's like it's funny because we do like we always are going to get this like, I'm sorry that, you know, we had our big the Dallas Cowboys like they were. They just had this like amazing Super Bowl era that everyone (sighs) hated us because we were winning. And it's like we were flashy and we did shit that nobody else was doing and they didn't give a shit exactly and i think we're still living it down even though we haven't fucking won shit for 25 years yeah and we know that by the way we're not like blind to that people yeah exactly so it's just funny because like i just don't we're caught in between this rock and a hard place and i and i think that was my point of like why i kind of fired that first because this is what everybody always comes back with. When you mention the Super Bowls, everyone's like, that was 25 years ago. But you're calling me a bandwagon fan. Yeah. And we won 25 years ago and I'm still rooting for Dallas. How the fuck How can you be accusing me of being a bandwagon fan? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm goddamn dedicated to this fucking team. Yeah. And I realized that, yes, when you've won five Super Bowls, especially in that short amount of time that we did, or at least, you know, the majority of them were in a very, very close window. Yeah. People are going to start jumping on the bandwagon. I can't tell you that. Yeah. And I realized Philly probably doesn't know what that's like. They don't understand. Yeah. (laughs) But it's the same thing with the Patriots. They have all of these people who are bandwagon Fairweather fans. Yeah. And they're now like you know, assumingly if they don't win anytime soon and they start going back downhill, they're going to lose fans who really are fan fair weather fans. And then there's fans that are going to stay, even if they jumped on that bandwagon when they are winning, which I don't necessarily agree with, but if you ride it long enough and they've lose, they lose long enough and you're still a fan, then I guess you're a fan. I don't know. I can't relate. I was a fan from birth. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And I will continue to be a fan until I die. 100%. Same Z's, clearly. I mean, yeah. I just, I can't allow yeah. myself to get like worked up over that because in 100 days, I know it's going to be full fledged. So I got to yeah. save all my energy because it gets a little psycho. I know, but it's all in fun. Like, I love it. I love the sports rivalries. That's why I think it's Me funny, too. like, messing, you know, back and forth with these guys who are Philly fans. Yeah. It's all fun, friendly banter, right? Until we play each other and then I may like... Yeah, we should probably have a collab with those two before season starts. I know, I know. We do need to be careful with that. Yeah. Well, what if we do a live watch? When do we play play the Eagles? Uh, I think uh, one of the like last games of the season is, and then I'm sure earlier, I was looking at the schedule the other day because I was trying to be like, okay, what all games am I going to? I can't because after the first one, I'm just like, I don't even want to know. Yeah, we need to take this one week at a time. One week at a time. We play them September 27th, which I think I will be in. Oh, wait, it's a night game, but I think I'm on, I think I'm out of town. Wow. How do you know that already? 
Exactly. That's a fucking problem. And then, yes, the last game of the season is the Eagles at Philadelphia, and it's a nooner, and it's like January 9th. So it's like the last game of the regular season for us. Well, probably for everyone. So yeah, yeah I don't know. There are two things that freak me out about that. One, January in Philly. Absolutely not. Also, yeah. being in Philly as a Cowboys fan, period. Absolutely yeah, not. That was the second one. Yeah. So, but maybe a, maybe a virtual situation. We'll, we'll, we'll figure yeah. that out. It's one of those things where I feel like we have this diehard fan base and people don't see that because they see this fan base who like I compare to like the Yankees and people who just walk around with like Yankee caps on and like it's a it's a fad and it's a trend. Yeah. And I'm like, that's really not us. Like that's uh, not it. No, I totally I 100% agree. And I will say everybody that I've met in Houston that there has not been one person that has passed me on the street that is wearing like a cowboy shirt or a cowboy hat that I have not personally spoken to because (laughs) it's like, I can't help it. I'm like, love that hat, man. And then it's constant. Then it's just like an immediate conversation. We're talking about all this shit, like history, future games, last year, whatever. I just like Fairweather fans don't typically know anything about anybody. They're just like, oh, this hat cool or like JLo wears this hat so I bought this hat right. and I know not all fair with a food sound like that I'm just saying yeah and uh, like let's be honest like the Dallas Cowboys are like what the number one number two franchise financially in the entire fucking world so it's like yeah. I get it we have this like big it's Jerry baby yeah it's Jerry Jones fucking hate him or love him but like he definitely knows how to market the shit out of everything and there's yeah. trust me like Fuck our new stadium. I would give anything to go back to Texas Stadium and have a game back in the day when we were like killing it. Me too. I grew up like watching games in that stadium. Like I don't give a fuck about the new stadium. Like it's our home. But like yeah. you think that like I want us to be this like snazzy. No, I want us to win. I want to win. That's it. Yeah. Same. No fair weather fans here. Yeah. You you came to the wrong podcast if you're talking bandwagon fair weather. Like <laughs> no. We've yeah. got to move on from this. It's a sore subject. I know. I know. I know. Okay. Yeah, anyway, no NBA playoffs Ugh. next. Things are still NBA. moving along in the NBA. NBA. Uh, drama. Yeah, a lot of drama. First, we'll talk about the matchups, and then we can get into that. But we have some great matchups, honestly, because only one of them is complete so far in round one. The Milwaukee Bucks swept the Heat 4-0, obviously, sweep. But mm-hmm. other than that, we still have a lot of basketball left. Four of the remaining series are 3-1, to one, and the other three remaining series are tied to two, including yeah. our very own Dallas motherfucking Mavericks, who blew their 2-0 lead at home, might I freaking add. Well, very, that very fucking excited about that. Yeah. They play again tomorrow, so hopefully they can get a W. Fingers crossed. Other notable series were the Knicks-Hawks, which we kind of touched on last week. The Hawks are now up 3-1, so I'm thinking they're going to finish that one out. We'll see. But that was kind of the big one with, like, Trey Young, and there's some yeah. drama that we're about there to get drama. there. And then the other notable like uh, series is the Suns-Lakers series, which we also kind of touched on last week. It's actually currently tied at 2-2. They play again tonight. The series, though, just became even more interesting because Anthony Davis is now... Mm-hmm. Some reports are saying questionable, some unlikely. So, I mean, I don't, it sounds very touch and go there due to a groin injury. Yeah. And I was already kind of leaning Suns in this series, and now I'm really leaning more Suns. Yeah. But it is LeBron. I feel so like you, you never freaking know. Exactly. You never know. 
can't exactly count him out. I think if AD is really out, I definitely don't think that they can win a fucking championship without him. Could they get through the Suns? Maybe. Yeah, but we'll see. We shall. But the real, real highlights of this week in the NBA playoffs is all this fan drama. Five instances in the last essentially five days. Yeah. No, it's crazy. I mean, I get it. Corona is over. People were letting people out of their cages and like they're going crazy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but to me, I just, I can't. I can get on the booing bandwagon, although I hate it. I can get down with the trash talk because it's funny, but- It brings a certain thing out in me, for sure. Uh, Embarrassing. That's why I'm glad that our videos from college and high school aren't really, like, available anymore because VCR. But why? Like, why do you feel the need to fucking spit on someone? Why? I'm never going to get on board with people, like, disrespecting the athletes. And this kind of even goes back to our, like, Naomi Osaka conversation. It's that mentality of like fishbowl, entertain me, play for me. I'm not treating you like the human that you actually are. I'm treating you like something that I'm paying for paying money for. And I need you to like do this for me. Yeah. And that's not okay. And it's definitely not okay to like disrespect other people. Yeah. Spitting on them, throwing shit at them. It is absolutely unacceptable. And I will not stand behind it. Same. I do think there's a little bit of like a big pendulum swing here that we're seeing. And I think a lot of it is because like, you'll see this happen, right? Like every fucking arena you go to, there's going to be these bad Apple fans. Always. And sometimes it gets out of control and it just does. And it makes the news. And then we all go home. Maybe they get ejected. Maybe they get banned. Don't even really necessarily always hear about the repercussions of it. I think what's happening here though, is it's happening so many days in a row I think the NBA has to send, like, they have to send a message. And not just the NBA. I think, like, across all professional sports, this is going to have to happen because this is just going to get way more out of hand if they don't do anything. For sure. So, I mean, I think they did release, like, what are they calling it? An enhanced code of conduct, which is exactly what it should have been all along. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just more of, like, no tolerance. Right. Kind of, where if... Okay. Yeah. If you're, if you are belligerent, so there's like a whole number where it's just about alcohol, where it's like minors, belligerent, this, that, or the other, like if you're doing shit and you're like, like getting a PI in public, like that's how it should be. Like you don't get to go to a fucking sports game and get so hammered that you can't walk straight and not be expected to pay a consequence. Like well, you're in I've a probably done that before. So let's be careful. I've never well, thought just you being shit faced. Sure. You being shit-faced at a sports game, I picture you 0% spitting on a player. No, that's what I'm saying. a water bottle on the court. That's what I'm saying. I've never gotten drunk and, like, thrown shit at a a player, and I I wouldn't, but I'm just saying, like, let's be careful how we word getting drunk and not being able to function at a sporting event because I still plan to go to sporting events, okay? (laughs) Well, so do I, but I just, like, I don't know. So who knows? Like, go read it for yourselves, folks. There's, like, 15 things that, like, I really don't know what they changed on there from what was there before. I have no idea. It all seems pretty straightforward. But, yeah, I mean, every one of these instances, they, or most of them, they not only banned them from these arenas but they also like some people had season tickets they took them away that's wild yeah 
I think it's all in fairness and reaction to what they did because I definitely don't think what they did is okay. I do think the media needs to calm down a little bit though because everyone's like it's never going to happen. Acting as though like they don't understand it and I'm like come on you want passionate fans like you absolutely do. Yeah. That is part of being a fan. You live and breathe. It's part scene. of the sport. You know people pay good money to go wear their fucking merchandise support this team you know live and breathing we're kind of you know we're just talking about like diehard fans those are in existence and without those fans it changes the sport altogether but there's a line and these fans have crossed it i think these things actually used to happen a lot more often they just happened sporadically and they happened like every once in a while and like people maybe didn't agree with it they just didn't really give a shit and people didn't also come out and be like this is unacceptable and like now it's just this huge issue and the pendulum is swinging like okay fans have to calm the fuck down so i just want to be careful that like although i definitely don't support any disrespect to the players yeah i do still want there to be like the fan well for sure but i I also like the Uh, yeah, I totally agree. And I it. think and yeah. I think that most of the athletes that have spoken out about this as well, or NBA athletes, have agreed with that as well. They're like, man, this shit happens all the time. Like we're used to it. It's totally mm-hmm. fine to a certain extent. But when it gets to that level, like, fuck you, man. Like yeah. enough's enough. And I totally get that. Like, I mean, we're on the same page and I agree. And I think ninety-nine percent of the athletes out there agree as well. Yeah. Booing, a little yeah. heckling, like nobody really gives a shit, but like a don't ever come for my family right. don't go that's just don't that's go me. talk shit to my family that's like don't get me started on that because i can't handle a spitting situation but that is the most disgusting out of these five specific things that happened recently to me right um but like yeah this oh ryan's calling oh <laughs> yeah Can we get him on the horn yes <laughs> ryan you're on the horn live with women can't parlay hi ryan oh, <laughs> Can you hear Jess? Yeah, I heard her. Okay. Um, What's the question? So the Cubs game the other day when they were playing the Pirates and there was that crazy play where, Jess, what's his name? Javier. Yeah. Yeah. So there was two outs, right? I didn't see how many outs there were. Okay. But still, so there's- As far as I know, there were two outs. Yeah. It makes it way worse if there are two outs. Okay. Okay. But why? Yeah. Tell us why. If there's a force out for the third out of the inning, it doesn't matter what else happens. Like you could have bases loaded to end the inning. It doesn't matter if those runs score or not. They don't count because it's a force inning or force out. So what I it was like a bunt or a ground ball or I forgot what it was, but Baez went to first and then he started backing up. And the guy, the first baseman could have easily just stopped and backed up and went to touch first base and then the inning's over. But he like held it, chased after him and then made a terrible throw home to try it. He fell for the guy who's running from third. And then Baez has a clear break to first base. It was just, it was a total nightmare, like elementary play that that guy should have just went and touched first base. Yeah. yeah, right. So that that was yeah. kind of our understanding was what? Like did he just get distracted because guys usually don't run back towards home plate? <laughs> it definitely messed him up, but he should have known better. I mean, there's Yeah. I think that's like what makes, you know, a major league baseball player if you are in a a position where you have to act instinctively, you know the rules of the game, like go yeah. 
take care of it. Step on first base. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think, and that was where I was confused is that everyone keeps stressing the fact that there was two outs. And I was like, it doesn't matter if there's like zero outs, one outs, two outs. Like as long as he touches first, it's a forced out. But that's what I said. I was like, yeah, I'm but, assuming but that, it has to do with that run. When there's zero outs, then it's totally different. It still is a terrible play, but it's different because then you have to throw home because if that run scores even on a force out, right. it's the run counts. So Yeah, and that's, that's what I said why, earlier on the pod. It's so much worse that there, were actually, that there are two outs. Okay, so that's why Twitter was the, just freaking yeah, out. Because the runner was on second, so I'm like... Well, but the fact that they were freaking out for two outs because it was a forced out. So if it wasn't a forced out, then they could No, it's a forced out regardless. It's the fact that if it's out, if they get him out on first, the runner can still score. But the runner was on right. second. So I'm like... But not by the... T- yeah, but not by... That's what I was saying, too, is like... Well, if he would have touched the, the bag, he would have... If he would have just touched the bag, he would have had wouldn't matter where the runner was. to throw yeah. it back before the runner made yeah. it. That was my assumption... It's still crazy because he caught the ball at first. So if he would have just touched the freaking <laughs> bag, he would have had plenty of time to stop the runner on second. Like, yeah, that's embarrassing. I yeah, feel bad now. Yeah, but yes. So there were two out. So yes, it made it, it made it worse. All right, dude. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you. All right, no problem. Um, Glad to make another appearance. Yeah, yes, of course. Anytime. Um, do you have a hockey game tonight? Yep, going oh. at ten. Oh God! Yeah, I know you're hardcore. Yeah, you Good are dedicated. The the worst part about tonight is we weren't we weren't supposed to play, and one of the teams that we're playing or we're playing for, they were too tired from a tournament this weekend and they can't play. That's totally unacceptable in senior league hockey. You can't be too tired to play as yeah. a team. That's you not know, an option. Disavow. Weak. I hope the tropics, I hope the guys on the tropics listen to this podcast. Yeah, we'll tell them about <laughs> it tonight. Which team is yeah. it? We'll call them out by name. The tropics? <laughs> yep. Are y'all still the Maulers or do y'all have a different one? Our name's Strange Brew. It's been a team that's been around for a really long time. So. Yeah. Strange uh, Brew. Strange Brew. Best dudes in the league by oh, far. Yeah. I, I mean, still want to go to a game. UK's team. Yeah, we got to get Jess down here on a Tuesday, and maybe Women Camp Parlay will do a live pod from the ring. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. That would be awesome. I, I would love it. I would love yeah. I want to go to a game so bad. <laughs> well, we have to. When we play the White Russians, it's always the most entertaining. Okay, okay. White Russians. Have you been up. watching any playoff yeah. hockey? Oh, yeah, watching it right now. And I'm most excited about the game this weekend because I'm going to a bachelor party and they have it in part of the agenda is uh, going to a bar in Fort Lauderdale watching the Bruins game with all the boys from Boston are coming down. Nice. Yeah, that's my favorite series right now is Islanders Bruins. Yep. The only reason you're going to that bachelor party, huh? Yeah, yeah exactly. If I couldn't watch hockey, I'd stay home. <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay. Well, thank you. We love you. We support you. Go Strange Brew. Yes. <laughs> All right. Love you guys too. See ya. Bye. Bye. I love it. All right. So we're three for three on phone. Three for three. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea where we were, but I feel like we were finishing up NBA. We were. Fan stuff, right? We I don't. think you were in the middle of a point, but I don't know that you're going to be able to go back and make it. I don't want to because I, I reiterate things all the time and it doesn't need reiterated. So that's yeah, where I'm at. I think we're both um, pretty bad about that. Yeah. So moving on. Also playoffs. NHL kind. 
But the NHL playoffs are actually, you know, still just a bit further ahead than the NBA. We now have all the matches set for the second round. The Canadians actually beat the Maple Leafs last night in a game seven, which was kind of crazy because like the Maple Leafs just have not been able to make anything happen in quite some time now. And they keep finding themselves in these positions and losing. So like kind of feel bad for their fan base, but like kind of not because I just don't care. So yeah, the, the Habs will face the Jets. We also have the Avalanche and the Las Vegas Golden Knights will face off. Colorado already leads that series one to nothing. We have Carolina, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is leading by one. And then my favorite match right now is Bruins Islanders, which is currently tied one to one. I was up watching that game last night. The Isles blew a three to one lead in the third to send it to overtime, but they were able to win it in OT. So cool. Good fucking stuff. Still great. Go hockey. Still recommend you tuning in if you're not. And I don't really have a whole, like, obviously, like, around this time, we normally talk about gambling. And I don't really have a whole lot of gambling talk. But I will say, I know I've talked a lot about all the overtime games that there have been. Yeah. So I did find this stat where if you would have put $100 on all the NHL games thus far in the postseason to go into overtime, you'd be up almost two grand. Actually, you'd probably be up over two grand now because that game went into overtime last night and I bet this isn't on it. Wild. Yeah. Which I kind of think that uh, that action will slow down a little bit. So don't get me wrong. I'm not encouraging everyone to go out and place overtime bets, but you never know. I mean, we have seen so many overtime games this postseason and I love it. Yeah. I mean, it keeps it interesting. Not oh, that yeah. hockey is not interesting. I mean, even just a regular season well, hockey game. Is it's yeah, exactly. And I mean, <laughs> playoff hockey is just on a whole nother level. And yeah, when it gets to overtime, it is madness. Yeah, actual fucking madness. And I love it. I love it. I yeah. love it. So yeah, I don't think I really have any other gambling stuff. If I do. I didn't write it down. So <laughs> I um, think uh, that's all we had on the docket for today. I feel like we had a lot of. Like, bullshit <laughs> random turn twist and turns this episode but we got through it maybe we got, it. we got through it yeah that's all i got i don't know i'm so brain dead after the last three weeks plus this last weekend like wow i know that's what just, i was saying earlier i'm like i can't fucking stay focused so like this is going to be an interesting fucking episode yeah i'm apologizing ahead of time parlady nation yes thanks for being with us though yeah very, very much thank you for being with us. And like, yeah. send us a lifeline. Somebody give us a voicemail. That would like brighten our day. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. And thank you. So anyway, cool. Well, uh, thank you very much. That's all, folks. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Everybody just put good vibes out there for our boy Ryan and his hockey team tonight. Yes. Go Strange Brew. Big Were we supposed to talk shit about some team? Uh, Pelicans? I forgot. I made that up. Oh, God. I really did. <laughs> just forget. He just told us five seconds. Whatever team he's talked about, let's boo them. Not the white Russians. The white Russians, we have to go see them. Yeah, we're going to go see them. I wrote that down. Yeah. Okay. But we need to get oh. his sketch so I can yeah. come down there on a Tuesday. Yeah. And also... <laughs> Yeah, you might be able to get here after work on Tuesday and not even take a day off because if his games are at 10 p.m. Oh, shit. Why is he playing my damn bedtime? Why is he playing fucking 
beer league hockey on a goddamn Tuesday at 10 p.m. Like, listen, I have that question too, but like, I've never been more impressed with somebody's dedication to something in my life. He has done this like every Tuesday for like years. That is wild. I don't know that it was always year round, but it's year round. More power to him because I I ain't doing that. We're here for you. Let's go. And also, let's go because I'm hungry yeah. and I'm tired. I'm starving. All right. Well, let's get the fuck out of here, guys. Bye. Bye, bitches. Women can't. Women can't. Women can't. Women can't parlay.